What's going on, guys? Today is episode 18 of the Foundation First Fitness Show. Welcome to those of you who have not tuned in yet. Thank you very much for tuning in. And for those who are returning, uh, I really appreciate you guys taking another listen. Let me know what you guys think. Uh, I've been really waiting to hear some feedback from a lot of you. I know there are a lot of listeners out there. Uh, my download numbers have been actually uh, going up quite a bit. And I'm really interested to see what you guys think about that. Um, so leave me a comment, let me know, uh, what you guys think. And if you guys have any questions for our Q and a shows, uh, shoot them over to me so I can get those answered for you. Cause I know there's tons of you that, that are really interested in hearing about that. Um, so today I wanted to go over my five favorite lower body exercises. And the reason I really wanted to touch on that is because I deal with so many athletes that are, that are so uh, lower body uh, dominant, there are such lower body dominant athletes. And I thought, you know what, I might as well just tell you guys what I use with these, with these athletes, uh, so that you guys can kind of maybe throw them into your workouts. Now, these aren't going to be, you know, crazy exercises, there's nothing really special about them. It's just something that I use. And I wanted to kind of go over, go over some of the ones that I've used, and the ones that I really think that are just, you know, they're, they've, they're staples in my programs, it's very hard for me to kind of take them out or leave them out of a workout um, and I think these are great what's great about these exercises is that I really think that the far majority of you can can apply these and use these there's nothing really special about them uh, I'm more of an execution guy you've probably all known that if you have worked out with me if you have seen me work uh, you'll know that if you've spoken to anybody they'll tell you that I'm more of a technique person than I am about the the recipe i'm more about the cooking process less about the recipe um and so what i think i wanted to start off with was probably to talk about uh one of my all-time favorites and i want to talk about where this came out because i think that's really interesting so uh one of my future guests uh hopefully he can get here uh sooner rather than later I'm talking to you if you're listening um, Mark Cesari is, uh, you know, one of my mentors and, you know, we've been, well, I mean, I say he's my mentor, but he's more of a friend now than anything. Um, and you know, when he was the first person to really introduce me, uh, not, not to this exercise, obviously I've seen it before, but introduced me to kind of the understanding of why we use it. Uh, and I hate to kind of bring this up without him here, but he's taken so long to come that I have no choice, but the, the step up is probably the exercise that I've used the most. Uh, and the reason I've done that is simply because uh, the amount of stability and, you know, mobility issues that it exposes and the strength benefit, it's, it's really one of those, you know, Swiss Army knife exercises. Uh, and I really don't think there's much of an, there's an exercise that can really beat that. It's really hard to find an exercise that gives so much value, uh, with so little equipment and something that can be done anywhere. Now it is a little bit more of an advanced exercise to be done to a perfect and I guess kind of complete level where you are able to break that kind of parallel line with your thigh and you are able to kind of maintain that nice stability of the knee uh that nice position of the spine in relationship to that shin uh and it's it's really one of those exercises that i use for so many purposes and it's very much it carries itself through my entire workout um routines with my guys through the off season 
Uh, and it's it's really something that I've applied to, I, I, I think, really any athlete. It's so hard to find an athlete, if unless you're a poker player, uh, that it wouldn't really be beneficial for, which I still think I can make an argument for. Uh, not that poker players aren't athletes, but that you should use uh, a step up for them. So step up would definitely be number one. It's probably the one that I will never take out of my workouts. I, I've kind of wrapped, I've, I've kind of, you know, tried to poke holes in this as much as I could to try to see if it was ever going to be replaced. And I really don't think it will. Um, now enough of that. I want to get into the second one. The second one is a split squat. Uh, I call it a split squat. I call everything. I call the, when your two feet are on the ground, I call that a lunge. Uh, I know that a lot of people call that that's, that would be considered a split squat. If you weren't moving and a lunge is actually you moving or taking a step. I called the other one a lunge. I call it a split squat, the one where you put your rear foot up. Uh, a lot of you term it Bulgarian split squat or rear foot elevated split squat. Um, I mean, I really don't care. I think it doesn't really matter what we call it. Uh, I could call it a push up for all that matters. As long as my clients know what I'm talking about, I don't, but just to say, um, so the reason I think I'm going to say rear foot elevated split squat, just so that you guys can follow the reason I find that the, that the reason I consider the rear foot elevated split squat, such a great exercise is because I still like that it offers a significant amount of stability, but it's really that exercise that's in that midpoint between the single leg squat and let's say a lunge where you're going to have a little bit more stability on the, the, we're going to have a little bit more stability than you would on a, uh, single leg squat. And, or sorry, a step up, and it's not going to be kind of offering too much instability, uh, and it's still going to be giving you that kind of weight load that you're going to want to get that you would potentially be getting out of a lunge. So it's going to be that midpoint between the amount of weight you can lift and the amount of instability that you're going to get from it. So it really kind of fits in a nice spot in my workouts where I can kind of go pretty heavy on it. Uh, guys can kind of get out of it pretty quickly. They just drop the dumbbells. They can kind of escape out of it pretty quickly. Um, it does offer a little bit, a lot of stability and it really helps me kind of teach them about, you know, positioning, uh, in the hip, positioning at the knee, ankle, uh, and thoracic spine. It's a little bit easier to perform than a, step up because there's you constantly have two points of contact uh with the ground or one with the ground one with the pad um but still it is it's probably one of those exercises that again will not be leaving my workouts i really like the weights i really like the the what it does what it brings um in terms of its use, I, I like to, I did make a post about this on Instagram talking about the the height of it. Uh, and there's a couple of things that you want to really pay attention to, to the technique, because it's one of those exercises that can easily go from being really good to being really bad. Uh, you can have sacral issues, you can have knee issues. Uh, and a lot of that comes from that excessive torque or that excessive stretching at the at the level of the hip. So you really want to pay attention to that. But aside from that, that thing's that thing's golden. Now that brings me to another one of my exercises, the lunge. Now the lunge is going to be kind of a little bit more onto the heavier lifting side, uh, where both feet are on the ground. It is still going to require. I mean, I do like to throw in like a reverse lunge. I'm not a huge fan of the stepping lunge, uh, or the walking lunge, or moving lunge, or forward stepping lunge. The reason I'm not a huge fan of that 
is because uh, a lot of my athletes, I worry about them loading their backs like crazy, stepping forward and then having that kind of knee cave in and, and the constant variation of that their technique. I'd like to keep them steady. I find that if you step back, it's not as bad because it's not the weight-bearing leg. So I like to go into that direction, but I do use a lunge. I do use a forward-stepping lunge. It's not that I don't use it. It's not in my favorite pile. So it's it's up there. It's definitely an exercise that I throw in, but I'm trying to show you or trying to give you an argument for why it's not in my top five. Um, but a regular lunge, a static lunge where you're not moving, uh, or as you guys call it, a split squat, and then or a reverse stepping lunge. Those are those are the two that I really like to use uh, when I'm trying to work with an athlete who struggles with, let's say, hip mobility, where they won't be able to do two-legged exercise. Uh, where they're, I mean, two-legged standing exercise. And so I'll still need them to get a little bit of weight up. I need them to gain a little bit of strength. I'll throw them into a lunge because I can really crank that weight up. I'll get a little bit of, st- I'll get some stability. I mean, yes, I do get stability out of it, but it's not going to be nearly as much as I would on a, on a step up, but I'm still going to get some stability out of it. And at the same time, what I'm going to be able to get is a lot more strength out of, out of that uh, exercise um, and not really be too stressful on someone who has like hip issues where their back might be the problem. Um Moving into number four. Number four is really tough for me. Uh, and I think the reason number four was really tough was because number five has is kind of in a different area and doesn't really dive into these ones. But uh, deadlifting and squatting were two that were really, really, really hard for me to kind of uh, choose between. And the reason for that is um, it, it's, it's a little tough for me to pick between them because they both offered good things and they both offer and they both have downfalls now the downfall with i'll start with the deadlift is that generally clients will like to or generally athletes will like to kind of let their ego kind of dictate that movement so they'll try to lift a little bit more than they should be and they do it a little bit uh, they do it quite often so they're just kind of compromising their back having said that the squat as well does compromise the back if you have a hip issue um, if your hips are not mobile, I deal with a lot of hockey players. So hip mobility is a huge, huge, huge problem in that, in that population. So if you are in that population where you have hip issues, squatting is a little bit more challenging. It's probably not going to be the greatest exercise because it's going to be putting a lot more stress on the low back, not as much on the legs as we would have liked. Now, if you have good, clean hip mobility, or if you're going to kind of elevate the heels and take some of that stress off the back, then by all means go for it. You can squat. It's not a bad exercise. I really love it. I use it all the time. Uh, deadlifting again could be another exercise if you have hip issues because it's not going to require you to get into too much of a squatting position. You're going to be able to get that, the, I guess, the kind of hip stability or the hip mobility is not going to be as much of a factor. Um, but it's going to be more your ability to kind of flex and hip hinge. So bending and extending at the hip is going to be really, really uh, important for uh, the deadlift or a little bit more important for the deadlift than it is for a squat. Now, I'm going to leave that as kind of like the the four. I mean, four is kind of a bit of both. So it really depends. Like I'll use both of them just as just as often. It's really going to come down to the population and it really comes down to the, the individual athlete. So someone who can't, someone who has a little bit of hip issues uh, or doesn't have the, the leg length or the femur length or doesn't favor a squat, I'll make them deadlift. And likewise, I'll make someone deadlift who 
or else I'll make someone squat who shouldn't be deadlifting because they're just they're not able to kind of grab it their short arms or whatever um moving into number five now being number five it's not the one that I use the least it's not my least favorite it just happened to be number five um Number five is really interesting for me because it's one of those exercises that I really have not been able to replace. I, I can't find something that's as good as it. Uh, it's really hard for me to kind of distinguish between this one and uh, a potential number, a potential other number five. And that really comes down to the, uh, the benefits on the hamstring. So uh, a stability ball hamstring curl for me is probably... Probably up there is one of my favorite, all-time favorite exercises. I really don't see that one leaving, uh, primarily because I think the stability ball is is one of my favorite uh, exercise or pieces of exercise equipment because it offers, you know, stability. It offers core control. It offers body weight uh, control, um, and I can really use it for anything. It transports easy. It's cheap. Uh, it doesn't store very easily uh, unless you want to deflate it, but it does travel easily. I mean, you could deflate it and reinflate it if you want to say that, but um, it is it is probably one of the most versatile uh, pieces of exercise equipment that you can use. And I mean, you can throw in variations of this exercise, but uh, the hamstring curl is is really one of my favorites, and the reason I like it so much is because it's it's really that area that is that is a very important and crucial area that being able to, that ability to kind of lock everything in, lock in the core, lock in the hips, and then really generate that power from the hamstrings pulling the heel back is so crucial for a lot of running athletes. They they kind of it's often overlooked. Uh, they tend to favor the stiff leg deadlift a little bit more. Uh, and what will happen is if you don't have that ability to really drive from the hamstrings and pull it in, you might be putting yourself in a little bit more of a compromising position. Now, if you're not an athlete and you're just an average gym goer, it's a, it's a great exercise. And all of these exercises are really good for you, even if you are just the average Joe going to the gyms, trying to get in shape. Uh, or if you're, you know, trying to get into, uh, trying to lose a little bit of weight, uh, trying to put on some muscle. These are all very uh, very good exercises that can easily provide you with those. I was just trying to kind of go over the exercise that I really use a lot. Um, so yeah, hamstring curls to finish off with a hamstring curl. Uh, really like that exercise. It gives me so much. It gives me core control, gives me body weight control, uh, gives me uh, a lot of hamstring control, which is what I want. And it's really something that can be done uh, pretty early on uh, in someone's experience in the gym, with someone's experience in the gym, it's not going to require as much, as much uh, I guess technical skill as a single leg squat would. Uh, sorry, a step up would, uh, but it is definitely going to be a little bit more challenging for you to start with. So you could start with a bridge, but is you're going to slide into that pretty quickly. Um, so if you if you do use any of these exercises, the only thing that's really going to change from one to the other is going to be the the kind of the purpose that you're going to go into it with. Are you looking to gain strength? You're going to go towards more of a two-legged exercise, squat, deadlift. Um, if you want to be somewhere in the middle of the lunge, split squats are where you're going to be. If you want to gain some stability, uh, step up is going to be where you're going to want to be as well as the uh, hamstring curl. Those are going to be more of a stability uh, exercises as opposed to strength because you can't really load a hamstring curl all that much unless you start 
kind of manipulating it. You take it away from being a stability ball exercise. Um, and so that pretty much is, is going to be those, the five that I would say, I know I said six, but I'm, I'm grouping deadlift and squat together because it's so hard to pick those two apart, as I mentioned. Uh, but those are going to be the five to six exercises that I would say are my, are my all time favorite exercises, uh, for lower body that I think that, if you're not implementing them to some extent, uh, unless you can't physically because you can't possibly perform it because it's a little bit more ch too challenging for you, but you should really be trying to implement all of those exercises. They're great. They offer so much value. Uh, and if they're not in your workout program, definitely start working on getting them in there. Uh, my guys use them. I really have, it's hard for me to find a strength conditioning coach that hasn't used them uh, or that doesn't use them. So, definitely throw those in. I'd really like to hear what you guys think about those exercises and let me know what you guys, uh, what are your favorite exercises and, uh, and you know, let's get that discussion going. I really like to see what you guys are up to and it could be a variation of what we've, what I spoke about today, but tell me what you guys think about them. I'm really interested to hear about that. Uh, and so I think that's going to wrap up today. If you guys have any questions, you know how to reach me, uh, shoot me an email or message me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, leave a comment uh, and let me know what you guys think about today's episode. I'd really like to hear back from you guys a little bit more. So definitely start engaging, get some questions in there. Definitely leave a review. I haven't really seen a review yet um, or at the time of recording, I haven't seen a review. So let me know what you guys think. I'd really like to hear back from you guys. And uh, yeah, until next time, guys, keep building that foundation. For more fitness tips, tricks, and ideas, follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Bobak Owen. That's B-A-B-A-K-O-W-E-N. Music for the Foundation First Fitness Show provided by Beware of Darkness. You can find them on Spotify and iTunes.